Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, when we adjust to the society, you never adjust the core principles. New wine doesn't mean theology based on man's experiences. You and I have fundamental truths that God's given us. In fact, as we think about that, Chris Long says it this way, to adjust the changing times, follow unchanging principles. One of the biggest challenges of God's church in today's society is remaining relevant yet firm in God's word. If we're not careful, we can easily shift in the wrong direction and make light of specific doctrines that are crucial to the integrity of Scripture. The unfortunate reality of Western society is that we're seeing this occur in a rapid pace. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark teaches us the importance of being flexible to the culture but unshakable in God's Word. In our study, we learn how to better engage and adapt to society while faithfully sharing God's truth with others. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, New God Ideas. Ever hear of Maranatha music? Maranatha music was formed by a, a pastor of a church in San Diego who has formed 20 other churches, Mike McIntosh. He was basically brain dead from LSD. Never thought he'd have his right mind back. He's an incredible pastor today. Now, let me ask you a question. Why did those kids come to the little 25-member church in Costa Mesa? Why? Because they were number one, what? Searching. Okay. Why didn't they go to the other churches? Do you know why? Let me tell you why. At not only Calvary, there was others, but very few others. You know why? Because the wine skin became hard and brittle and unusable. And they said, we're, hey, we're not having dirty kids in our church. We're not having kids that have been on drugs. We're not having kids that had sex outside of marriage in our church. You say, well, that's not true. Oh, it is true. You see, well, let me ask you a question. There's no hippies today. Could this church become unusable? Sure it could. You see, when we get to the place like, well, we're not going to change. This is the way we are. By the way, in those early days, do you know what happened? During that Jesus revolution, on stage came a guitar. A guitar! And the other churches went, you can't worship God with a guitar. Only an organ. As if Jesus played an organ. 
We laugh. But let me challenge you with something. See, I've been doing this a long time. There has never been a time in history, ever, when God was doing a new thing and trying to reach the generation that's there that he never had to move outside the established churches. You see, all the old denominations, it's exactly what happened to all of them. I'm not saying there's not good people there, but by and large, they're bypassed. Why? They weren't flexible. God was pouring new wine. They said things like this, We never did it like that, and we're not going to do it. We laugh. You know what God does? He finds a group of funky people like Calvary Chapel, and he starts a new work. And if we're not careful, one day over this door, God will write Ichabod, which means my presence has departed. And he will start with a new group of people who say, we want your will. We want to be relevant. We want to reach those people. I want to challenge you this morning to think outside the box, to be relevant. You are. We're incredible. I'm not afraid at all. You know we're very, very sensitive to what God wants to do. And we're open. And you guys are flexible. We're building again, you know. We're building this new thing, and we're going to build another thing, and we're going to build a new kids' ministry. We just talked about that. We're going to plan this huge new kids' ministry thing. We just bought more land there. We're trying to buy more land. We're trying to do all... But it's not about land. It's not about the screens. It's about people... And people are searching today. No, we don't have hippies. We pass the yuppies. I don't even know what they call them. The yuppie whippies. Or I don't know what they call them now. <laughs> but it's see, always an empty heart. And we must remain relevant and sensitive to the things of God. Here's the next key point you want to write. Be ready to change. Take risks and live by faith. You see, God will give us new ideas how to reach our generation. Paul said it right in 1 Corinthians, I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. You say, well, how flexible we have to become. Notice this. Some of you got these pictures before. These are Lego churches. (laughs) Here's the next one. We want a Lego church. No, that church has become too hard and fast and whatever. We're not after Lego churches. We're not after being creative like to be weird. We just want to be open to what God does. You see, if there's no freshness, then people endure their walk with God. And before long, the enduring goes right past enjoying. And we have a rigid, inflexible form of religion. And as Paul would write, they go through the motions but there's no power. I want to tell you this morning, if you're afraid of the Holy Spirit and his power, get your life straight with God. The new wine is related to the power of the Holy Spirit to change us. In the book of Romans, chapter 14, it says, the kingdom of God is not about rules and regulation, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And you know we don't allow weirdness here and we don't go through all the Toronto garbage and all that stuff where people fall on the floor and whatever. But my God, help us to become rigid. You know, God can do whatever he wants to do 
And he does it in an orderly fashion and lives are changed. Be open. Be fresh. Be new. Just last weekend, I uh, looked at this camera right out here and I said, during our altar call, I said, if, if you're watching by the internet, we have like 250 people or something like that a weekend watching all across the world. I said, if, if you want to pray with these people as they accept the Lord Jesus Christ, you just email me. I got home Sunday afternoon. Here's the first email. I have given my heart to the Lord. Harry, West Melbourne. Praise God. Here's the second one. I'd like to thank you. I do not live in Florida, but in front of my computer, I was one of those who raised my hand and prayed together to follow in the path of our Lord. Jackie from Michigan. Hallelujah. Now, that's all new. You say, well, that, that can't happen. That can't be real. Well, some of you listened to Billy Graham on the radio way back, you know, when it was AM. And you accepted the Lord in your car, didn't you? Well, sure. We're just moving on with the generation. The next thing's going to be video. I don't know what will happen, but praise God. I want to say to you that watching by the Internet, once you become a Christian and you're not sick and bound and home or whatever, find yourself a church. Sitting in front of your computer is not the same as sitting here. You find a church. Doesn't have to be Calvary Chapel by any means. You find a church. You get out. Get in a body and allow God to change your life. Now, as you look about that and see what God's doing, what are some dangers that we have in front of us? Well, we must be open to change and do anything that God wants us to do. It's got to be a God idea. If we get set in our ways, he'll just move to another church. We don't want that. I don't want that. God wants to pour his, his new wine into me and into you. So be ready for a ride always. In the, you're, you're used to it. I don't really have to say much because you're, you're ready for it. But just be ready. Here's change point number four. There is some danger. Change point number four. Keep true to God's word. God's core values. You see, when we adjust to the society, you never adjust the core principles. New wine doesn't mean theology based on man's experiences. You and I have fundamental truths that God's given us. In fact, as we think about that, Chris Long says it this way, to adjust to changing times, follow unchanging principles. The next thing I want you to see is this. God gave us many non-negotiable truths in the Bible. They're core values. They're fundamentals of the Bible, and they never, ever change. I won't have time this morning, but here's an interesting article that just came through by Richard Gere. And he is now a Buddhist, and he wrote to his Protestant denominational church, told them why he's a Buddhist. By the way, it's all excuse. I don't agree with that at all. But I understand what he was saying and how it can happen. I won't mention the denomination. It's not important. It's a Protestant denomination. Could be any of us. Could be us in a few years if we uh, go away from these truths. But here's what, let me read you what he says. He said, uh, the church I was raised in, I won't mention the church, did not answer his questions about life. So he turned to Buddhism. He says, he went on to say that his church did not teach Jesus is the only way to God. So he does not believe that that's an essential part of Christianity. Now, responding to this was one of the guys, head of this denomination, huge denomination in the United States. And they do teach that Jesus is the only way. The denomination believes that it's in their core values and everything. The individual that wrote back basically said this. Some Churches around the country have basically, our churches, have basically given up teaching 
the Orthodox Christian faith. And they've turned their back in the Bible and gone in different directions theologically. There are a fair number of pastors in our pulpits who cannot affirm the basics of Christianity, unfortunately. Well, how did that happen? Well, it happened like this. They want to become so relevant, so open, so accepting by the people, they just didn't teach this anymore. And so now they have lots of people, throngs of people, but they don't teach the Word of God. We have a huge church today in the the United States, I won't mention the name, the same thing's happening. They know the core values, they teach the core values, but when you listen to it, you will never hear the word sin. And by the way, I notice it's pretty much off our television stations now. I hope that's because of us. I love the people, but God help us when we move away from the core values of God's word. I mean, how can you become a Christian if you don't admit you're a sinner? You can't. Impossible. So we want to be relevant. We want to have big screens and we want to do this and we're going to do all these kind of things and we're going to be in the end and we're going to do all those things. Wonderful. But you cannot go away from the core values. You say, Pastor Mark, what, what in the world will the core values be? What will these truths be? Well, let me tell you. Here's what some of the things will be as you think about this in your life. In this church, what's going to happen in five years in this church? What will this church be like? I don't know. Let me ask you, do you think there'll be any changes in five years in this church? Somebody in the first service says, as long as you're the pastor, there will be. (laughs) Yes! But it's not just going to be me. It doesn't matter who the pastor is. Because God is fresh. Core value? What core values will never change? Well, number one, worship will never change. God created you and I to worship. Worship will always be a very important part of this. And let me just challenge some of you this morning. Some of you need to change. You get here for the teaching. You don't care about the worship. You're wrong. You're dead wrong. You know, if this was a play and you were charged $20, you would all be here on time. But because it's God's worship time, I'm not really into the worship. Two things are happening. You're missing out. And number two, parent, listen to me very carefully. You're teaching horrible habits to your kids. You would never take them late to school. But late to church, who cares? But worship will always be here. Come join us. Number two, you will not get a sermonette. You're going to get a good dose of God's word every time you're here. You say, I don't need it. Oh, yes, you do. And so do I. So you're going to get fed the word, the whole word of God. That's a good thing. Right under this pulpit when we built this church, down in this cement, way down here is one of my old little Bibles that I was raised with. It's right there. That's to remind me every time I stand here, I'm standing on the word of God. This is what's going to change your life. You can't change your life without this. Number three, there are always going to be altar calls. We're going to ask people to come forward and accept the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus did. Number four, there's going to always be fellowship. There's going to be times where we hang out together. You see, not too many churches have a cafeteria and all this stuff. People think, well, the cafeteria is kind of whirly. Whirly, that's fellowship. It's incredible. All the prophets go to missions. We're not into making money here. We're having people just become friendly. There's going to be more and more and more of this stuff. Wait till you come to the Winter Wonderland. We've got people that work for Disney and they come here and now they have ice carvings and all this. Well, I don't know. I'm not into ice carving. Well, get into it. It's going to be incredible. If you can't have joy at Christmas, when in the world can you have joy? It's going to be awesome. 
So you're going to see the core values. Communion will always be served. It will always be here. And that brings us to my next point. Methods change, but the message never, ever changes. It'll be fresh. It'll be anointed because that's what God's word is. But who knows what it'll look like? I don't know what it'll look like. It'll be different. But those elements, those core things must be there. Change point number five. We have to keep the bottom line in view. What is that? Changed lives. One of the things that will happen is we'll have a telephone blocker. (laughs) And the minute it goes off, the person will be zapped with 4,000 volts. And they'll never... You think they got the Holy Spirit? No, they just got a dose from... You know, the core value that Jesus gave is found in Luke 19.10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. Why are we here today? We're not here to promote Calvary Chapel. We're here to promote Jesus Christ. And this is a place where the word's taught. The anointing goes forth. People's lives can change. I can't change life. You can't change life. God is into changing lives. Lost people matter to Jesus, and they will continue to matter here. God wants everybody to become a follower. It doesn't matter what they've done in their past. God always welcomes the sinners like the hippies were, just as they are. But he loves them too much not to change them. That's why you have to be C, C, constantly changing to become more like him. I want to say to you that I'm encouraged by you. You guys are fresh, you're vibrant, you're flexible, you're so easy to lead, you're so easy to serve, you're always ready for change. You come to this church, you're used to change. We started the member at the Hilton, then we had to move to BCC, then we moved to the Seven Bennett, then we moved to the school, then we moved over here, and we grew out of that right away and had another building. We moved here, you couldn't park here, you couldn't park there. Man, you, you haven't seen any. Wait till it keeps going. You say, well, I don't know about that. Relax. And that brings me to my last point. Change point number six. Expect God to change you and do amazing things. Now, see, the church is just individuals. So the church changes that you and I change. We have an incredible team of pastors here and, and elders and, and uh, building people on the finance committee. And, and God is just using them with incredible, just pregnant ideas of what God's doing. So we pray through those. We, we ask God for wisdom. We're, we're not into doing our thing. We don't want to mimic another church. We learn from other churches, obviously. But we want to do what God wants us to do. What will this church be like in five years? I don't know what role the internet will play. But it's going to be way bigger than it is now. You know, many churches, and I'll just introduce this to you and go right on. Many churches, in fact, Fort Lauderdale is one now. They have campuses 30, 30, 40, 50 miles away in another school building or another building or even in a theater. And all they do, it's a satellite church. The feed from here goes right to the satellite church. And you're 30 miles away with your own worship band and your own pastor. But I'm on screen. Bob's on screen. There's more than a thousand churches like that across the United States already. And they just grow and expand and the word of God's there. And we don't have to duplicate a lot of things. You say, that's like weird. No, that's fresh and new and innovative. Will we go there? I don't know. See, God is into doing new things. What will happen with all of those? I don't know. What about TV ministry? What will the new children's ministry building look like? Not like the old one. It's going to be incredibly new and different. 
You know, when the youth building gets done, they're going to have their own pizza deal and their own ice cream thing and their own gym and the video stations, and they're going to be able to do their homework up on top with, with tutors to help them with school and all. Unbelievable. Never could have even thought of this a few years ago. That's because we want to be fresh. But the message never changes. You go to the youth, what do they hear? They hear the Word of God on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. And they're in the discipleship on Sunday morning. It's the Word of God. But the methods do change. What will your life look like? You see, every Christian has a gift. God gave you a gift. Most of you don't even know what your gift is. But see, we're, we're gifted differently, and some of you don't know what your gift is. You've got to go and learn what it is. This is an incredible thing. Some of you will go on your first missions trip next year, and your life will be changed. Some of you, we're going to have about 15 to 20 new home groups. You're going to be in a new home group. You're going to meet a group of 10, 15 people and go, wow, this is going to change my neighborhood. Some of you are going to be filled with the Spirit and bold, and, and you're, you're going to watch your neighborhood and places of work just fill with the power of God. You see, God wants to do something fresh in your life and my life. It's, it's not the same next year. Do you know that some of you may even write a book? This is the farthest thing from my imagination. But God gifted people in this body to take my teachings and put it into book form. You'll love it. By the way, the second book's already on the way. That's a God idea. It's not my idea. And see, I mean, that... Now, when I, tell, when I quote you, God can do exceedingly abundantly, this is it. If you saw my writing, you'd say, how could anybody take what you did and put it in a book? But God used gifted people to do it. I just want to challenge you this morning. See, following Jesus Christ brings joy and newness and freshness. Are you today a wineskin that's flexible and open and usable? Can God pour into you a new idea or are you resistant? Mr. Mark, I don't like what you talk about. You're scaring me. <laughs> hey, let me work you over a little bit with the oil of the Holy Spirit. Let him pour his oil in you first and just work, just spiritually massage. Get yourself flexible and ready. I want you to write one more statement down before we take communion. Here it is. I heard it this week. It's not mine. I thought it's powerful. The tragedy of life is not that it ends so soon, but that we wait so long to begin it. The tragedy of life is not that it ends so soon, but we wait so long to begin it. First of all, it's for Christians. God's been wanting to use you forever, but you've kind of been a little resistant. You've kind of been into the self. It's time to yield yourself to God. We surrender ourselves to God. Second, if you're here in this building or watching by the internet and you don't know the Lord, you can't find joy, you can't find peace, you're like Richard Gere, you're going over to, to Tibet and become a Buddhist. It's another dead end, I'll guarantee you. You were created to know God, to love Him. One of the biggest challenges we face in a society that constantly changes is being relevant in our methods of outreach. This, of course, requires us to have an open heart and open mind to new ideas and directions that the Lord might be leading us in. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark taught us the importance of having an open mind to new ideas, but staying firm on God's principles. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. The Bible is constantly encouraging us to be of good courage and faith. Unfortunately, no matter how many trials we've seen God faithfully deliver us from, It's fairly easy for us to lack faith in the midst of suffering. In our next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach us about God's faithfulness, sovereignty, and mighty power. In the study, we'll learn about the goodness of God, and He honors even the smallest amount of faith. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.